Welcome to the chapters extras. This is chapter six, and we are here with chapter six author and star of the acclaimed Showtime series, Work in Progress, Celeste Pickles. Yay! Yay! Hi. Oh my gosh. Thank you for cramming your chapter with so much amazing information. <laughs> uh, this was so fun to do. And and Rebecca, um, I was listening to the previous ones and where you were saying like, you know, once in a while I had to nudge someone and, and I'm like, what? I was definitely one that was nudged, hands down. And I'm like, coming. And then once I started getting into it, it's like, oh, oh, this is, this is fun. And that's why it's like, I, you, I want to remember that joy when I started getting into this project and just writing it down. And like, I did Google, I did Google town, uh, towns in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just gonna ask Mark you. Like, yeah, Altoona is way over to the west, but I just figured it was further if she was all smashed up. So I have no idea where they are. Shoot. Uh, I no. see what you're saying. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Celeste, that's so funny because yes, you it was a long process being like, hey girl, hey girl, you got the chapter. <laughs> hey. So sorry. But no, but here's the thing, Celeste. It, in a way, you were integral to the this oh. even happening because Ooh. Okay. tell us i started to get just you know we were at that point maybe like i don't know eight or ten months into like covid life yeah. and i was like what am i doing this is stupid <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know is this just a waste of time i'm trying I, I would let it go for a while and i was like should i stay on top of this and i'm like i don't know maybe it's just maybe this is just too much to ask people right now because we're all in a crazy state of mind. Then the night you remember, you were like, I'm going to do it tonight, Rebecca. <laughs> you started texting me and you were like, oh, my God, I can't stop laughing. Oh, my God, I'm laughing so hard. Oh, my God, this is so funny. And that like made me do a 180. And I jumped oh. right back on the whole thing because oh I wasn't reading it. So I didn't know if it was I had no clue. So as soon as you were like, I'm, I'm laughing really hard. I was like, oh, yay. Okay, then yes, we should absolutely. And then I like went into high gear with the whole thing. Because oh of that. my gosh, Rebecca, thank you for telling me that. I, and and reading, seriously reading those. For, and you know, what was fun too, is because I had no idea who wrote anything prior, except for Kate, who who sent it on to mm -hmm. me. Um, uh, and, and it was fun kind of trying to figure out whose voice voices belong to the chapters, you know, out of our um, beautiful, uh, talented community. 
And, uh, and oh man, it, it, we, it literally, cause yeah, I think I wrote this at the end of August or beginning of September. Um, and it just hit the spot when I was reading that kind of like what Katie was saying, like, it's just silly. And, and that I, I, I didn't realize how much I needed just goofy silliness, um, that arena to play in and it, it hit the spot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. We love it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so when you were starting this, yeah. what was your decision process as far as like what you wanted to pick up on? Because there's well, a lot I of did... stuff that's happened. And, you know, there's certain things that people are picking up on picking, and other, other things people are not. I definitely did want to kind of dive into her background, into her upbringing. Um and, and to see the dichotomy of maybe where she started to where she is now and perhaps why she's so like narcissistic and but but you should see how how good I am like to to the world is basically her like you know I'm waving like a picture of me type of thing and and so I wanted to kind of um see where maybe she started at and and um maybe where the nickname V came from and, you know, the, just these small little things. Um, uh, smoking, I added in because I, I do feel she has a rough, uh, kind of a nitty gritty side to her. Um, mm -hmm. she, she does have some random weird street smarts that I think um, she got from her mom. And, um, you know, she's hard nosed. And, and so I wanted to dive into that a little bit. Uh, and, and then, and then, and I realized after listening to it, you know, I did a, like a hard cut to present. So past to present, uh, virtual by, by, uh, by transition of a cigarette, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of, but, but there was so much to, to go off, especially from There's a lot. I think Jamie's episode, which I could not handle it i was <laughs> oh yeah crying oh yeah and because i think that's when dex was i haven't read it since i actually wrote this but i'm just listening now um you know so i haven't reread any of the chapters until I've, i'm starting to listening uh starting to listen to this and um and so it's bringing back a lot of stuff and there's so much gold that i wish like oh man i could have said that but I think I like high highlighted the, the, the like decks. I really wanted to, to see, you know, I, I, I was throwing stuff in to see like where Molly uh, or, or I'm, I'm sorry. Can I say that to, oh, yeah. to where the next people um, are going to take it. And so it is kind of like that improv thing where it's like, Oh, sh screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and let's see where they take it, you know, because it's fun. Yeah, that's. I think that that's the that's the thing um, that uh, is the hardest to kind of do is to not not try and edit. Yeah. While you're writing it, you know, or judge it, or you know. Hopefully, um, it's goofy enough that people know there are no wrong choices. Which in improv, there are no wrong choices anyway. Um, and can just roll with whatever they think is funny in the moment and we won't care like when when jamie's chapter just went took us somewhere else great whatever 
Yeah, and I always like a good gig with like an event, an event that's about to happen, a big, you know, everyone's excited for this event. So I I did kind of want to draw it towards the the quietness of that that before the big, you know, opening day type of type of thing. That's cool. Yeah, I really liked learning about her past. Like this is kind of the first that we've seen where she comes from and like I guess you know like like we said earlier like we assumed that maybe she um came from a bunch of money and that and just like kept getting richer or invested well or you know whatever the hell but I like that she came from nothing uh, or you know like her mom had to have two jobs and her dad was a deadbeat and and she's really angry at her dad which I want to know more about and probably explains a lot of her um disrespect for her husband maybe 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 not but mm -hmm. um yeah I, she's the deadbeat mom <laughs> no right yeah maybe. she actually yeah. ended up well, marrying a guy who stuck around and she's mad about it yeah <laughs> but and but like was really close to her mom like it's like it seems like her and her mom had a really like maybe even kind of codependent relationship um and so what the hell happened there and why didn't she take those lessons of like the good and, and bring them into her own relationships mm. with her children. Um, but that's what I want to know more about. Cause I, I really loved knowing that's, a, that's a question that I kept keep having is like, what the F like, where did this lady come from and how did she get this personality? She well, just always seems so Trumpian to me. And, and, and the thing too, is she, if she grew up, um, you know, and th this obviously is just coming from my bullshit um, episode, but like, uh, you know, if tagging Lacey actually raised her and I was probably seven the last time I I have actually seen an episode of Cagney and Lacey. So I, I, I highly doubt Cagney smokes in any of the episodes, but I kind of looked at it as like, they were her like idols and, um, you know, kind of raised her when, when no one else really could at that moment. And uh, so, so it's all just kind of a, a, a farcical um, world that she's living in. And she doesn't really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 God. Yeah, that was cool about the Cammy and Lacey stuff, uh, which explains her career path. Um, There's also an element of how she, uh, she's like, she's just got this drive, you know, like she's in a freaking car wreck. She's like, <laughs> she just like keeps trying that door, even though it doesn't work. And you know what I mean? Like, she's just got this freaking like, yeah, she's not even scared. She's not no. even freaked out that she's bleeding and she's yeah. just like neck next. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's annoyed yeah. that people can't watch her do this kick-ass move that she's about to do by kicking the doors open. And the little uh, segments of life that annoy us, pet peeves are annoying her more than she's like broken, literally like her hand is on the passenger side seat. seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wowie. Her, her, her hand. <laughs> Celeste, do you have any hopes for her or the story? Or I have just... any hopes, period. <laughs> oh, man. I, personally, no. I have zero uh, hope or happiness. But, um, but for Veronica, um, <laughs> um, 
you know, I think it would, uh, okay, so, so I think it would be really sweet if at the very end, um, and, and obviously I haven't read anything, but I think it would be really sweet in the very last chapter if she kind of finds like at least one of her five kids and she's like, Carl? You know, like, like she, you know what I mean? Like she actually learns a life lesson and, and does really know this shit, but like, you know, that probably won't happen. I hope Veronica um, and Carmen figure their stuff out. I hope, I, I hope that she does find her family and five kids safe. Um, I hope she uh, uh, gets humbled a little bit, Yeah, you know? or not, or, or then the flip side, go even more. <laughs> How far can you go being a narcissistic uh, detective? Well, there's also like, she could be like, uh, oh, what's the, uh, what's the character that there's so many, but like, like a James Bond or a, uh, there's a, there's a Patriot Games character. What is that character? Yeah, that guy. That guy. Where it's like he he's he he has books written about him, and they're all every time, like there's a hundred books with the same character, and they all, all right, kind of right, the right. Same. Okay. So, so you know, Veronica could be that that kind of character. She's like the Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like she just has a thousand lives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Celeste, um, we're going to talk about you for a minute, and right now you're super huge amazing thing that's going on is that you play the character Campbell on Work in Progress, but you have also been on Upload, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Carol's Second Act, The Keenan Show, Masters of Sex, Workaholics, Review, Hot in Cleveland, Get Shorty, Sharp Objects, Pearson, One Day at a Time, and a feature film. What is it called? Seaberg. <laughs> Seaberg. Um, and all that is thrilling. Um, and I want to talk about all of it, but I also want to take you back for a minute because full disclosure, you and Martin used to live together. <laughs> Marty and I used to be roommates in Silver Lake, mm -hmm. um, right on Sunset and Coronado. Mm -hmm. And oh, Marty. And, My and first Sunday's year here. Madness with football. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's but true. Then Marty and I, we also uh, were in Carol's second act together too. So it's. Yes. And get shorty, yeah. Like, but um, but yeah, Marty and I used to live together for for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, I remember. One of you had the top floor, and one of you had the bottom floor. Yeah, I had the top floor. Yeah. Okay. And she had the bottom floor. I remember. And uh, oh, cool. yeah, and uh, yeah, that was my first my first year here. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that was a that was a real tr hard transition. It's still sometimes a hard transition for me, but that that first it year is. was like. What am I doing? I don't know. It's a hard yeah. transition for sure. It took me at least three years from Chicago to LA. Like that was a tough, tough move. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm still in that transition <laughs> 10 years later. Dude, I'm serious. Like there, there's, um, there's a, uh, I forget where I read this, but it's like, you, you have to make, like, there's a choice you have to make. It's like, look, Sort of like the the uh, uh, Katie's uh, baby angels before they become born pick something sure. <laughs> that yeah, they're gonna I'm be or whatever. It's like you have to you have to make that choice. You know, it's like my choice as the baby that's coming into a new situation is that I'm I have made the choice to be here, 
And it took me a long time to get to, to realize you're not committing to what you said you were going to do. Cause I kept leaving. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that know? is a hard thing. That is, I mean, that, that's the hardest thing. I think when you realize like that you haven't committed, like right. that you're, you're like, you've been one foot in one foot out. And oh yeah. That's, that really, was me. that's like, tough love on yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. That you came to that realization. I did that my first three years. And then finally I said, all right, if you're going to stay here, stay here for one year, don't go home. Don't do, do stay here, meet people, do things. Yeah. And I did, I did not travel for 12 months and, mm. um, and, and, and I, and it was the best thing that I could have done for me to like, actually be committed to Los Angeles and in the craft and stuff like that. Like yeah. that year I, I got an agent, I got like this and that. And the other thing, like a commercial agent I'm talking, um, and, uh, but only because like Katie said it, I, I, I was like what it sounds like you were Marty, like one foot out, one foot in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it one year where I'm both feet in. Yeah. I'm glad I did. Do you remember what made you make that commitment? Yeah. Um, being, uh, absolutely miserable, <laughs> like, you know, not, not, um, really having a footing or any type of, I, I was still a little bit more dependent on, um, family and friends in Chicago versus Los Angeles. I didn't really put myself out there. Um, I knew a handful of people. Um, and then, uh, and then, um, I said, okay, enough is enough. You've already spent three years here. So let's shape up or or literally just ship out and, and go back home. And, um, I, I got a new attitude very, very quickly and I, I did an improv show that someone invited me to do. I, uh, I met up with people. I, I took on uh, people offering to set up a meeting with their commercial agent or whatever. And so, so I just, I just went all in and, and that it, it was, I think it was, a, it was a, a hard um, couple months there before I decided to do that because it was like, what the hell am I doing? Because we come from such a walkable, lovely, and LA is lovely too. And, and, and all that, but like Chicago, when you're in your twenties and your thirties, like you're, you're deep in and that's your, that's your baby. Right. And, um, and it just felt different. Uh, but, but then I started to love it. Like I started to love the little strip malls and the little, you know, um, Chinese food donut, uh, shenanigans (laughs) out here like that, you know? And, and so, so it became a, a beautiful community because I chose to look for the communities. And, and I yeah. think somebody is like, but I can't find anyone. It's like, well, they're not, they're not going to come to you if you're hanging out in your bedroom. Like you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I've, I've felt, this is the way I, I've come to look at it. Chicago is the kind of city where you go to it and everybody's like, hey, welcome, come on in, have some beer, have some pizza, get fat, you know, <laughs> like there's this, there's just, especially with the improv community, you know exactly where to go, you know exactly, yeah. you know, and people are pretty welcoming, right? Los Angeles is like, oh, hi, another one? Okay, we'll see how long you last. <laughs> like that's, yeah. the way I, that's the way it is. And they, they don't make it easy for you to find, like there's not that easy ease in finding people. You and we really all, have to look. We all were lucky because we all came here knowing 
tons some of people. people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and we even came with a job in some respects. Like yeah. But, yeah, I, I was lucky. I mean, I had I had a I I my my job in Chicago let me move to LA, set up shop in my apartment, and I think you and Matt just like kind of moved maybe a couple months before I did or a couple months after or something like that. And and um and so I, I was lucky in that sense where it's like, well, if I'm going to go, I, I have to go now. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to go, you know, type of gig. And then I feel like a few years ago, something happened where all of a sudden your career took off. <laughs> and do you know what that was or just your time had come or um, it is what oh it is? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, I, I'm not sure. I think... Uh, I was very lucky in in um, the sense that the very first audition, commercial audition that I went out to um, here in Los Angeles, I ended up booking, and that huh. built a little bit of confidence. I, I feel giving me some type of sign that I'm here for, you know, that this is not worthless, that I'm out here type of thing. But um, then I spent, you know, years, and I tested my my manager at the time really fought for me to get in um, to a casting room for this um, pilot. They didn't know who I was. No one knew who I was, uh, but my audition and, and I am uh, humble as they come, but this audition was good. I worked my ass on this audition and I was in there and, and, and it came down to just like me and another gal for this uh, and, and uh, you know, casting and, and I tested for network and studio and, um, really developed this great relationship with this casting office and and it ended up I I, I didn't get it. I mean they literally gave it to Rachel Dratch <laughs> <That's Yeah. what laughs> but, but, um, but out of that I felt that that was a turning point because I started to develop these relationships and it, it, I kind of saw behind the curtain and that made me want to work even more you know, to achieve whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve, which is try to make some type of a, an impact through the vehicle of comedy. But um, I remember I then had another opportunity. Oh, but then I went to try to get theatrical agents and everyone's like, nope, nope. We got someone just like you. Nope. Oh, Peace out. You know, and, and so I, it was really, really tough. Like I wasn't, you know, as as our minds do it's like oh if I only got the chance and then I'm like well fuck it like I have to give myself the chance I, I can't wait on anyone else it's not their job to come to me it's my job to put myself out there and so I I, I you know did a did a short film called past due um, that I created with a lot of incredibly talented women here my my posse out here in Los Angeles based on a short story that I wrote my buddy Denise Plum um, actually was going through the uh, AFI Women in Directing Workshop. And so she took that script, uh, developed it, and then we shot that. And that actually is one thing that led me to my current manager today. Uh, he saw it at a film festival. We ended up chatting. Um, and then he since has introduced me to theatrical agents, which has been um, amazing. So I really do think past due was kind of a Kickstarter where I did my own shit. I wasn't waiting for people to give, even if I auditioned for that role that I wrote, I wouldn't have gotten it. Mm -hmm. If I auditioned for it, there's, there's no way. And so I, it, it, I had to kind of, you know, keep, keep going out there and putting my own stuff out there 
with the help of friends um, that also want to continue their path. But then even going to forward to, so I kept working and I kept teaching and I, I threw myself into, I surrendered myself into the, the art because it's like, I might suffer if I don't. I, I'm like, I might go into a black hole if I don't go all in. So I literally just said, okay, here I am. I'm going to do everything. I, you know, I'll, uh, sure. I'll work with these senior citizens because I love them. I will teach kids. I will, you know, melt and, and infuse myself into the work, which, which I, I did cut to then work in progress where I met Abby and Tim Mason in my like level one improv hmm. classes back in Chicago. So it, it all comes like, I feel like full circle when, when you, love the people that you're with in this community and what we're all trying to somehow achieve. We have each other and, um, and, and we'll get there with each other. You know, sometimes people will have these great achievements. Sometimes people will be down in the dumps, but all of that levels out because we're there with each other. And I think that's the beauty of our community from my perspective. I love that any cast. Yeah. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. I love that any agent thinks they already have a Celeste. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what they said? They said they um they they already have kind of a heavier uh blonde. What? <laughs> oh, so stupid. I'm like, okay, cool. Um I think I think that was me they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but but honestly, I will say that I have not seen that side of Hollywood minus that portion um and maybe a few eclipses here and there of like ew that's not what i wanted to see in hollywood so i've been very like lucky that i i have somehow have been protected um and haven't seen that because most people i've worked with the sets that i've been on they've been phenomenal people and uh and and just wanting to to work and to do to do a good story well, I was on a set with you where you gave a killer performance for oh. work friends. Yes. Um, which was really, really fun. And you were awesome. You were so good. Oh. Um, and That's that was Grachi's yeah. project, right? Karen. Yeah. Karen oh, Grachi's project. That was, that was cool. That was so fun to be a part of that. Directed and by. That, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like that, those projects like that, it's like, oh man, if any of my buddies are like, hey, I'm like, yep i'm 100 percent in because i love them that's who i want to work with and it's the same with like uh grachi's uh, work friends yeah absolutely uh yeah it's funny because I, I do think that that uh, it's a lot of times what has to happen is you have to get to this point this kind of breaking point because that was kind of the same thing with me as like in the last half of 2010 i went back home to austin that's right. And I was just like, I'm done. There's no way. I remember this is that nothing's word. happening, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of like had this, you know, depression for six months in Austin. And my mom was finally like, you know, hey, you know what? I don't, you know, if you want to go back to Los Angeles, I will I will help you go back to Los Angeles. You are not happy here. La 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 la. And I was like, you know what? I'm not done. And then I was like, I have to commit. And that's when I made it. That's when I did the thing of committing. And then I got an agent. I, that was 2011. I got an agent in 2012. And I booked my first job in 2012. Yeah. And, and, and it really just like everything started you, and to you move have after been, that. And like killing it out here. Like 
Thank you. you. I mean, sure, pandemic, but but yeah. Oh yeah, the pandemic. Honestly, like Marty, like I I love like watching you and um and Crazy Ex Girlfriend and like where you would pop up on all these different like shows that I'm loving and I'm like ah. All rise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Marty, man, I'm on your train, dude. I'm watching everything you're in. Like, I know that getting into an acting class for me, where I met other actors that were not, and I love my Second City folks, but you got, you have to meet people that are not in the same group you were in before. Like, you have to expand your 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 horizons as far as that goes and you like getting in an acting class for me was like a huge difference maker because it gave me a place to go to uh to actually get to work on stuff even though I wasn't getting paid or whatever in fact I was paying to get to work to work on stuff but you know it, it facilitates so many different things you're training your 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 voice and you're training and you're meeting new people yeah you know and yeah. I think that that is also like really important is to remember that you keep keep your friends, but make new ones. You can, you can always yeah. add more friends. Yeah, there's plenty of room. And I, I did the same thing. I bombed this audition uh, horribly so that the next day I'm like, okay, I need to take an acting class. Signed up from what I remember. I was so nervous during that audition. And so then I did, I signed up for like a 12 week, you know, acting for the camera class. And because I really have very little at that time, had very little experience in it. And it was a game changer for me. Like I still talk to those people from my class and this was like, shoot, eight eight or 10 years ago. Like it was a while ago, but it gave me some instruments and tools and and also noticing the the value of uh, investing in yourself to do something that makes you scared, to go meet people that you don't know, to, to stretch, Maybe you've been in comedy for 20 years now, you know, see what drama can bring out of you. And it, it changed, it definitely changed my game up because it was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself, um, mm-hmm. but it also, the biggest tool that I got from that was like, I need to prepare. I need to prep for every single audition that comes in, in my way because I'm not one of those that can go in on the fly. I'm just not. And, and like that instilled some pretty great like habits that I, I still continue um, in prepping because that's where my nerves came. It's like, oh shit, I'm not prepared for this. You know, and then I'd be so nervous because I'm like, they see right through me. So like, you know, and, and then it became fun. And, and then you get, and I, I'm sure you all have gotten to this place too, where it's like, I became so exhausted. And I think for me, it was like 2013 or 14, where I'm like, screw it. Like, um, I'm, I'm sick and tired of trying to pretend I know what they want and trying to pretend that I'm that person. I'm going to go in as Celeste and I don't give a shit. And I'm just going to come home and do my laundry. And after that, <laughs> like, literally I started booking things and it's like, oh, well, why didn't anyone tell me that I just needed to be me? <laughs> right yeah well speaking of booking things isn't the chapters project's own katie nonson on work in progress she is i saw the episode i was i was in it i was in it tell was us more oh it was so awesome i was in a fun scene with that took place in um 
the eighties, I can't, I think it was 1987. So they had my, my inspirations for my look was, um, Judith White from Who's the Boss <sighs> years and um, a Princess Diana wig. And it was so fun and I loved everything about it. The set was so friendly and welcoming and I just had a great, great time. It was great wig work. Oh, <laughs> it was. Great wig like work. that was, she, like, I was like, is that Katie? Oh, I know. I didn't write like my I showed a picture to Rose, my daughter, and she was like, um, didn't she like usually like when she sees a picture of me, even like a picture of me from like, you know, high school, she's like, Mama. And in this, she was like, eh. like, she, she was like why, why are you showing me this picture? Like she didn't recognize me at all. And then we watched it with her, too. And same thing, like she heard my voice and she like, like was really confused and just kind of looked at me and looked at the TV and then like just went back to her thing. Like she wasn't like, Mama, Mama, because oh usually gosh. when she sits, sees me do something, she freaks out. But <laughs> at and, that and time, Katie nailed it and and like the scene is so important to the whole like uh, life of Abby because it's like one of the first times that she faints as a child and 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 um and and just uh Katie just brought such dimension to that era and and then like holding up the little band-aid no spoilers and then your laugh <laughs> was so funny and and it was so good and I just loved I just love that scene because then of course, when like Abby's dad's like, you're going to your mother's like, I, I just love the compassion that Betty, your character showed um, the little Abby and, and it was, oh God, it's so good. What, was that episode four or five? Uh, five, it was yeah. Five. yeah. First one out of the gate, the first, first scene is so good. So oh, good. Thanks. that is Thank awesome. You. I did a musical with Katie where she had to be dressed like the eighties and she also nailed that look like nobody's <laughs> business. Well, oh you yeah. Know, that was, uh, uh, was that the cat, uh, uh, cat catnip. 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 Oh, yeah. We were, yeah. I got, I love that look. And that's so funny because that musical was now like 10 years ago, Rebecca. I know. And so wow. when they, when I had the, when I had to put myself on tape for the audition, in my like that's what I looked like like I put my hair like that like I looked like I did you know when I was in I mean I would have been like in my late 20s at that point and like so looking you know like a girl who's in their late 20s in the 80s and for this audition so that's what like I looked like like I was like you know blue eyeshadow and big blonde hair you know big long blonde hair and working then, girl yeah and then mm -hmm. when they had me do the part they had me look like a woman who's 40 you know and i'm like, like oh, this fuck. Is, yeah because this I'm doesn't 40. track yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like this is your inspiration judith light from who's the boss and you'll be wearing a princess diana wig and i'm like but wait what the fuck i'm not 29 anymore <laughs> um, i work at the so mall at a glamour shot like like, um, people now see me as like a middle-aged woman and not somebody who just graduated from college and it was awesome to like it was such a wake-up call i loved it man oh that's crazy so fun yeah well what is next for you celeste i know definitely what comes next is me continuing to listen to the chapters project to see what the hell's going on Nailed it. But, <laughs> but oh oh you know what though i i am like so auditioning and things of that nature um 
and uh, literally sing what comes next. Like I have no idea type of actor thing, but I, I am taking some painting classes. I <gasps> did sign up because um, I paint on, on the side. And, uh, and so now I thought, well, you know what, maybe I should try to figure out what I'm actually doing. So I, I am starting classes next week um, at a college of art and design, Otis College of Art and Design here um, next week, taking a couple of classes. That That's is great. so cool. Cause Celeste kind of has a second life as a painter, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. You just like started out of nowhere and you, and it you did. were really good at it. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it, I tried to paint or draw a door the other day and I'm like, ah! And so then that's when I got online and I'm like, okay, all right, so great. I am now enrolled in three classes. That fascinates me because you like do great portraits of, of animals. I do, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I do portraits of animals. I mean, I, I have the beholder, but um, but I connect and I love them all. But I, I did, I painted um, Katie's two sweet little baby Yes, kids. I wanted to tell that story. And that was early on. Like that's yeah. when you well, hadn't been they, painting They were like long. in my top 10, like literally, they were probably because I did my all my dogs and then my siblings' dogs, parents' dogs, and then and then I literally think your your kitties were very close to and to they that. might have been some of the first cats, if not the first cats that you did. I and actually think they were probably the first cats I did. I so that would have been that was 2018 because that's when I had Rose and um, yeah, you gave those right. to us as like a present for like a present to welcome Rose. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, two really awesome pictures of our cats. And you had been painting for like three months at that point. And they're like, so, so good. And um, both of my cats have died since then. And like, it's mm. something that I will always treasure. Like I, those pictures are just so, just capture their personalities. And they're so, they're just so well done and so unique. And I, it really is something that like, wow, I'm so happy that I have art from a very dear friend to remember them by forever like it and literally forever like I'll have those until I die and yeah. it's just so awesome that you did that for us oh my gosh it, it's honestly well and that's the thing like especially during pandemic USA so it's like oh shit if I don't get something structured I I don't know what will happen it's kind of like the, in those first three years where I moved to LA where I'm like okay I need to commit you know, to find my balance again. And so that's, that's where I'm at. And, and I'm, I'm excited for this while continuing to pursue, obviously, hopefully other opportunities to, to be a part of a good story. Well, Life where can chapters, <laughs> you're the best, you're the best. So where can people find you on uh, Instagram or? Uh, yeah, you, you can find me at Celeste in clogs on Instagram. That's because people make fun of me wearing clogs and I <laughs> like my clogs. Um, or uh, at C Pecos, P-E-C-H-O-U-S um, on Twitter. And where can we find your paintings? Oh, uh, if you are on Facebook, you can um, find the page Vivian in the Forest. Uh, and same on, on Twitter and Instagram. I believe it just punch in Vivian in the Forest. Punch it in. They punch it in, babies. Punch it in. <laughs> you know, those big buttons. <laughs> yeah, right. Punch them. Gotta Some punch, punch those buttons. In. Celeste, we love you. Thank you I so you. much. Thank you for inspiring me like a year ago to continue on with this. And back at you, you inspired me. Thank you for 
you know, that little baby nudge got me going and I'm like, I got to do this. And then it was, it brought so much light and joy. And, and I thank you uh, during those times that what a, what a phenomenal project and bringing us literally all together creatively again. So thank you, Rebecca. Totally Absolutely. a pleasure. Absolutely. You're the best. Everybody watch her and work in progress and everything else she great does. Show. Thank great you. Show. It is Thanks, a great guys. show. Bye. Bye, Celeste. Thank you. Love Bye, you. Bye, Celeste. Thank you. Love you guys.